Hey, what's up, everyone? The Leafs combo continues for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. A big shout out to our sponsors in the Forest City. I work there, uh, by the way. It's Norm with Mike on Saturday, January 23rd, 2021. The Leafs coming off a 4-2 win over the Edmonton Oilers. According to Mike, a game that displayed the Leafs' depth to a positive degree. Um, and a nice performance from the guy between the pipes, Freddie Anderson. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Norm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I, I mean, John Tavares scored the winning goal on a power play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marner scored the empty netter, but the two goals that they got to uh, get to that point were goals from their depth. Players, players that have mm-hmm. either have played but not scored a ton or players that were playing their first game, Adam Brooks, uh, with the power play goal in the second period and Jimmy VC on a nice setup from Nealander. So, it, but it was more than that. You, you saw like, it was clearly Wayne Simmons best game as a leaf. He was really uh, into it on that uh, checking on that sort of revamp checking line with uh, him and Mikheyev and, uh, and Pierre Engvall, who I thought played really well as well. Uh, they, you know, they get, they get a goal out of Brooks who hadn't played in almost a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, since he since he was playing for the the Leafs like back in uh, I think it was last January, and uh, and, and the, the line of VC and 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 uh, Kerfoot, which uh, with with Nealander, that that combo of VC and Kerfoot, they played together at Harvard, and I I thought at the beginning of the season that was going to be the combo that was going to be utilized. Um, they they didn't do that. They put VC with the Tavares, but now with the injuries to Thornton and the injuries to Matthews which is a day-to-day thing. Um, they had to revamp things, but they they got contributions from everybody and they played well. Amazing. VC and Kerfoot playing at Harvard all those years ago and now playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs together. It's amazing how things work out. Austin Matthews, the team's top player, goes down. We don't think it's anything serious. We know it isn't, but a nice time for all hands to be on deck and all hands essentially contributing to a victory. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the core guys have to step up in the absence of Matthews. And uh, I thought uh, up until the third period that the, uh, the number one line, which was uh, Hyman with Tavares and mm-hmm. Marner really didn't do a lot, but uh, Tavares, you know, tips in the Marner shot on the power play to get the, game-winning goal and then Martyr scores the uh the empty netter so they, they did con- they did contribute but everybody has to step up when uh when Matthews is out and you know it, it purportedly you know he probably if he doesn't come back on Sunday against Calgary he'll probably be back on Tuesday but uh, something interesting that Elliot Friedman said on uh, the Saturday night broadcast and said that uh, in spite of you know the Leafs depth at forward and the players we just mentioned, you know, Engvall and Barabanov actually played pretty good, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Brooks, and they called up Travis Boyd. He said that the Leafs may be looking for forward help, and that mm-hmm. I, I guess that that indicates well they think that Thornton's going to be out for at least a month, and uh, uh, Robertson, yeah, that's the Robertson. Um, if when he does come back, maybe they believe he's be- a better fit playing with the Marlies or being on the taxi squad. So, you know, they could make a deal for a forward. And I don't know if that means signing somebody as a free agent or making a trade. I do believe that they have access on the blue line. So, you know, I, 
I mean, a guy like Travis Dermott might be uh, somebody who could get traded. Mm-hmm. Looking at the stat sheet from last night, everybody with with a tick in at least one of the columns, several ticks in at least one of the columns. So uh, a real nice team effort. Why why is it that John Tavares is taken um, out of the mix with William Nylander elevated to the top line and Marner's there flanking him? Why wouldn't you put the Marner Tavares combo as your number one and have Marner slip down into the second line. Well, I, th- I, I it's that's funny because Tavares and Neilander have been together all year. Exactly. When that's Mar- what I'm. That's when, what I'm when, right when when Matthews gets hurt, they they resorted. I, I think they think that Tavares and Marner is a stronger tandem. I, uh, you know, that's the only thing I can think mm-hmm. of. I mean, I do. I I, I did think that Neilander. In the in the third period, played pretty well with VC and Kerfoot. The the thing the thing is, and I I illustrated this on on Twitter, and of course I got some some flack for it. I said, well, the typical Neil under defensive performance, he gets burned by Drysaitel in the first period, which was on a two on one. He got he got flamed, and 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 Drysaitel had a good scoring chance, and then he got pickpocketed by Drysaitel on the shorthanded mm-hmm. goal. So it, it wasn't you know it wasn't a good defensive performance by you know Neilander, and then he comes back and he sets up VC and he gets an assist on the uh, on the game winner. So mm-hmm. he did get two points. And somebody somebody responded to me and says, "Well, you know your criticism is 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 null and void because he got two points." Uh, excuse me, when somebody makes defensive, you know. How many points you get isn't reflective of how good a performance you've made, and it was sort of an up and down thing with Neilander. But <laughs> it's amazing. I, it, it always it always is. But I, I do believe that the stronger pairing, like with with the absence of Matthews, the stronger pairing with Tavares is Marner rather than Neilander. And that's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a cult. It's the Neilander cult, but. God bless the guy and his his followers. Uh, he's he's a fantastic player. I think that he and Tavares have been terrific this season. I I, I felt like uh, Nylander and Tavares should have stayed together. Marner can play with anybody. It, does it come down to the fact that Sheldon Keith thinks that Marner can handle more minutes? I mean, he plays in in more roles. Uh, can, is it because the the head coach has? from day one relied on 16 to carry the bulk of the play. And that's what the number one line is there to do. So he's going to be there regardless of who's injured and who's uh, back in the lineup. I mean, that might be a factor because he also has been playing the minutes heavy on Matthews. So he probably figures, mm. well, they're both going to play. They're both going to play 23, 24 minutes. So why don't we put them together? Can Nylander um, not handle that many minutes? I think he can. Why Why not just put him up there? And again, this isn't about Marner versus Nylander at all. I'm just wondering why you would break up Tavares and Nylander, who were doing just fine in order to facilitate Marner and his minutes. It's not a big deal. The team won. I, I'm, we're just getting at it because we're going in depth. We're taking a dive, right? Well, may, maybe he can handle it in terms of stamina, but maybe they don't want him to handle uh, that many mm-hmm. minutes because it, ex- it exposes him in terms of his defensive abilities. Yeah. I mean, I think Marner is a better two-way forward, and a, sure. a lot of people will say, well, he's, he's not good defensively. Well, he's killing penalties, and he's out there usually at the end of the game, so he's, he's good defensively. That's, re- least that's his, totally his, ridiculous. Yeah. He was groomed to, to play defense. Um, from Bantam Midget through the OHL, the guys sometimes he runs ragged and he uh, he looks like he's flailing yes. and you know burning the candle at both ends. 
it is what it is. He's trying his fucking ass off, so leave him alone. The entire team um, is doing its best to try to get its uh, shit together. And, you know, at four and two through six games, I put a question out on community. Do you like the direction of this team after this brief period to start the season? Is it too early to say? Uh, do you think this direction is one that uh, will bear fruit for the Maple Leafs? Or, you know, there's that inconsistency, winning, losing. Uh, you'd rather see the team string uh, uh, a significant amount of victories together before you can get on board with it. Freddie Anderson looked real good uh, in the second of the, the, the two games against the Edmonton Oilers, which is nice. Speaking of getting on a roll, can Freddie Anderson get on a roll and in turn carry this team to a lengthy win streak? Well, I think he's going to get the opportunity, although like they're playing four in Alberta, two in Calgary, Sunday, Tuesday, and then two in Edmonton, uh, Thursday, Saturday. Mm -hmm. I would expect of those four games, Jack Campbell at least start one of them. Maybe two, maybe they'll they'll split it. But I, I, you know, if Anderson gets hot, then he'll he'll play as many as as he can, and they'll just ride the wave. That he he thrives on the work, but I think eventually you're going to have to, you know, mix Campbell in there because because Cam, Campbell's a quality backup, and he's not you know no doubt. He, he, when he plays, he's gonna he's gonna get you in. Speaking of polls, 159 votes, 159 contributors. Would Freddie Anderson benefit from giving up more minutes to? Jack Campbell, 58% of the OGs and converts who took part in the poll say make them a tandem. What does that tell you? Yeah, I mean, well, it tells you that over the four years that Anderson has been here, in three of those years, he was overworked by Mike Babcock. Now, maybe he was, you know, he was on board for that. But the season, we know where, where it needs to be one, and that's in the playoffs. And I think in at least two of those instances against Boston, um, I thought he was out of gas, mm -hmm. and that's why his play his play dropped off. You have to play in a 56-game regular season. I think you have to play Jack Campbell at least 20 games. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, Keith has said, you know, it's not going to be just second of back-to-back. -back. It's going to be, you know, he'll be put in there at certain times. But uh, – I don't know whether it's going to be up to what I think it should be. It's going to be what they think it should be, and that's that's what they're going to go with. The Leafs in Calgary on Sunday, can we expect more of the unexpected, or do we think there's a bit of a trend developing? Well, uh, we can only hope that Matthews gets back in the lineup. Um, if that's the case, then the lines mm -hmm. will probably go back to the, uh, you know, to their normal, uh, breakdown. So you know, Matthews with Marner and, and, uh, Nylander with Tavares. And I, I think that the, the, you know, what we saw against Edmonton proves that you can get more out of those depth forwards. And I think going forward, they're going to need to get more contributions out of the third and fourth lines just to take some of the heat off of the big guys. Uh, before we go, we have to talk about the trade Jets and Blue Jackets, Line and Roslovic to Columbus, Pierre-Luc Dubois, the disgruntled one, off to Winnipeg. If he didn't like Columbus, how much more is he going to like Winterpeg? Well, it's funny. His dad is the assistant coach for the Manitoba Moose, so I think that that helps a little bit. Touché. I think he just wanted to get out of yeah, he just wanted to get out of Columbus. Uh, I don't think it was just Tortorella. I think it was the whole situation that Columbus doesn't pay their players. And 
Um, he wanted a long-term deal. He got a two, a two year bridge deal from Columbus. And I think that they were not prepared to pay him what he's worth. And I think he's a number one center. And I, that, that was probably part. There are a lot of things that are apparently going on behind the scenes that uh, will probably never be known. But the one thing from a Leaf perspective that I think is is good, uh, there was a lot of talk about Montreal being in on Dubois. Mm-hmm. And the way Montreal is playing right now, they're red hot. The last thing, and I'm just looking forward to going, you know, Dubois is a good two-way center who matches up well against Tavares or Matthews. And you saw that in this series against Columbus in the playoffs uh, last August. The last thing you'd mm-hmm. want is him to be on a, on a team with Josh Anderson and Gallagher and all these, you know, these pain in the butts that, uh, that Montreal has. After this year, you know, being in Winnipeg, Dubois is going to be in the Western Conference, so it's not going to be something that really concerns the Leafs. Mm-hmm. But if he had been part of a, a deal to Montreal, it, he would have been somebody that would have annoyed them for years. And we don't want to see Le Rat improve in any which way, shape, or form. So let's just go back to the ultimate argument that we've been fretting over and, and arguing about for, for the last several years. Line or Matthews. Because remember, all the guys out west were telling us Line A was going to be a better player than Matthews because they're so effing territorial. I've already sworn once on the podcast; I get one per show. Last point to you. Yeah, you always you always go and you always opt for the center, and Matthews is the center, and he's the better player. Oh no doubt. Um, is Matthews a generational player? Is he there? It's tough to say that because I mean he was taken a year after McDavid. Maybe if McDavid was like didn't exist, Matthews would be considered generational. But I think he's I think he's a franchise player. But generational comes you know, it's Crosby, it's McDavid. It, I don't think he's at that level, but he's pretty damn good. You never know the stories uh, being written as we speak. Well, maybe not last game because he was all bandanaed and masked up. But we're looking forward to seeing him uh, back on the ice. Mike, thanks for this late night edition of the Leafs Convo podcast. Enjoy the Flames game. And we're going to be collabing real soon here. Thanks, Norm.